0: Danny Daly has returned from Canberra, I'm sure with a greater appreciation of uh, the weather in Queensland <laughs> oh, compared to yes. Canberra, but most importantly, the four points, a big win over the Giants. Good morning, Danny. Paul, Jared, how are we? Well, we're good. Big win, big win.
1: Yeah, it was a good win. Uh, good way to um, respond after last week. Um, so yeah, the boys, the boys are very good. Yeah. Um, bit of a concern in the first half and we only went in seven points up after dominating but in the second half we took control so it was good to get the four points.
2: Danny, uh, Chris Fagan, very keen to point out the contribution of Rhys Matheson in this game. It was his first senior game for the season and he said he was kicking himself for not bringing him into the side earlier on.
1: Yeah, it's one we've discussed at Match Committee a lot of times this year and um, decided against it due to the nature of too many midfielders in there but Um, I think we spoke about this last week our contested ball numbers have dropped significantly in the last month so uh, we felt that it was the right time to bring him in and yeah, um, you can't do much about what you've done in the past but we certainly can control the future so I don't think you'll be going out in any hurry I can tell you that
0: Are you on the match committee or do you sit on those meetings?
1: Yeah, 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 I do
0: How long do they go for?
1: Uh, we generally have, well, we'll have one today, which is a review of the game, which will go for about an hour and a half.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then tomorrow afternoon, three o'clock, we'll sit in there till five o'clock and have a bit of a chat about the Oppo. Then we'll get into uh, our team. Um, and then that gives Wednesday, which is a day off for of Fags to think about a few things. And uh, myself and our strategy coach meets up with Fags on Wednesday. And he's joined for a couple of hours. And then Thursday morning, we have a quick one. So Tuesday is the biggest one where we generally pick the team.
0: So We're, it's a pretty big deal.
2: Yeah,
1: it can be. It can be a big deal. Um sometimes I go for far too long and I've got to hurry the boys up a bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah. What gets spoken about.
2: And this is your opportunity. You've been wanting to select Reese for quite some time. It was the other blokes, Danny?
1: Uh, always, mate. Got me baffled, <laughs> seriously. I had the poor rank had the poor rank before Oh,
2: you've done very well then. I right, look a couple of other pleasing aspects for you from the weekend, uh, just 59 points from GWS. So defensively, you were very good. Just the 21 inside 50. So that must have been a, a very big, pleasing aspect for you guys.
1: Yeah, it's one thing um, we're focused on this week and we will do for the, the rest of the year, our defence. Um, our offence will take care of itself. But if we get our defence right, which includes our pressure, I think we're very hard to beat. So, you know, again, the last month, we probably try to concentrate on all aspects of our game, offence, defence... Uh, and our pressure, but we decided just to, to hone in our defence, and we feel if we can get that right, um, that really helps our game. So, yeah, very in the way the boys attacked it on the weekend.
0: I know there's a lot comes with being associated uh, as one of the best players in the competition, but, gee, locking Neil cops a lot. He must get sick of it week in, week out.
1: Uh, I'm sure he does, and he comes off pretty bruised and battered, but um, he never complains. He just keeps going after the footy. Um and if he can't get it, he's going to opposition opponents and helping, you know, Reese and JL get it. But, um yeah, he's a class act, um, good leader for our footy club. And, mm. yeah, um, he's a bit bruised and battered after the game. So, yeah.
2: No, no big O, no Oscar McInerney on the weekend. Health and safety protocols again. Darcy Fort was asked to do the rucking responsibilities all on his own and he stood up and did a magnificent job.
1: Yeah, uh, he was outstanding on the weekend, Um he's had a pretty good year and is just a bit unlucky to go out of the team just with the number of tools we have so uh, uh, again he came in and played played his role really well and helped our our midfield dominate the clearance battle to be honest like um, you know we slaughter giants in an aspect of the game that they're pretty good at so he played a a terrific game and you know we got some headaches this week at selection which um, is vastly different from a couple of weeks ago so yeah it's going to be an interesting week
0: if I can just go back to that who wins um the people around the table, and you've all got your own opinions. Is it like a voting process, or does everything sit with fags at the end of the day?
1: No, no, no. We all get a vote on like ins and outs, and um, if there's if there's if it's lopsided one way, we just go off that. But if it's fifty fifty or slightly one way, phase generally has the last say, which is the way it should be. Um, but mm. no, we all we all get a say on who we think should come in and um, go out. So that's the that's the beauty of match committee. Yeah.
2: And, Danny, we've heard this before, but you can confirm this. Is it usually players numbers 21, 22 and 23 that takes the the most amount of time as, as far as selections concerned? And they're usually the lads that play least amount of game time?
1: It is ridiculous, honestly. The amount of time we spend on the sub for a start, who um, never comes on. But then, yeah, generally 21 and 22 are what take up most of the match committee. Um, but, you know, that's what you've got to do because the last two spots are... Uh, for grabs, probably generally four or five players putting their hand up, so you need to spend time and have a look at vision and get the VFL report and talk through the pros and cons of each. Um, so you've got to be fair to all our players in making sure we the, the final two selections are the right ones.
0: Yeah, we've got another queue clash on Saturday night. Um, differing form lines coming into this particular match. You yeah. had the big one, the big win over the, the Giants and well, Gold Coast, to be fair, were belittled by Essendon yesterday. They've got a new motor, Essendon, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they're going well, the Bombers. Um, and, you know, I saw Julie's press conference after the game and he was really disappointed in their contest. Um, so no doubt they'll get to work on that this week. Um, no doubt they'll follow themselves up for for the game against us. It's probably their last array. They can mathematically still make it, so uh, they need to beat us to still be a chance. Um, and we obviously need to continue to win for a top-four chance. So all goes well for a pretty big night, I would have thought.
2: Now, as far as selection goes this week, do do you get... Oscar McInerney back. Is, is he out of the uh, the COVID protocols?
1: Yeah, he um, got COVID last Monday, so he'll be back at the club today. Uh, we've obviously got Barry, Rich Sorko, Marcus Adams available. Uh, Jackson Pryor's available. So, you know, we've got five or six players that are, are ready to come back into the team, so... Yeah, it's going to be an interesting day tomorrow.
2: Well, the the Reese Matheson one is the the, the interesting one because you said sometimes Reese was the unlucky one that wasn't getting a start because we had too many midfielders. But if he was your best on ground, what do you do there, Danny?
1: Oh, no, he's um he's safe. Reese is pretty safe. And I think it showed that, um, you know, one thing for me, uh, talk about defensive running and, uh, you know, transition running, but if you're winning the footy and getting in your front half, you don't necessarily have to run as much, Back the other way, and that's what we were doing the last few weeks because we were losing at stoppage. So, you know, having J.O. and Reese and Lockie and uh, obviously you, McCluggage, in there winning the footy for us, um, I think they're they're a vital force for us. So, I don't think that'll change this week.
0: You must be getting to the end of this COVID cycle. Surely there can't be too many that haven't had it yet.
1: No, we've been pretty lucky the last since Oscar. We haven't had anyone, but uh, we'll still still be very. very risk management on what we do and what our players do and who we have down in the club because it's it's still around so we're just going to make sure we don't take you know our foot off the pulse with that and make sure we keep everyone healthy because um yeah as i said it's still around and i think it's going to hit melbourne and sydney from what i'm hearing so you know we just need to control it and make sure we do everything we can
2: you uh, it. you went from being an assistant coach to general manager of football when you took that role over a, a few seasons ago jenny did you ever think you'd be engaging an infectious disease expert to come into the club
1: no i didn't mate um i remember when i got the job uh nose rang me and he said well you don't have to put up with covid like i did for the last 12 months (laughs) that was uh what was that 19 months ago and it's got worse i think so um but anyway it is what it is and you know that's part of my rival just gotta protect our our football club and our players and, and make sure we uh put out our best outfit each week. So, um, you know, I don't worry too much about that. It's just what I've got to do, unfortunately.
2: Danny, you said last week when we spoke to you, you there were seven players and 22 staff in total. Big Oscar. Caught it Monday. Were there any others after that? You said no, no after Monday. Were but- any more staff members between the last time we spoke?
1: No, we've had none. So that's been great. Touch wood. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, everyone's looked after themselves and done the right thing, which which makes a big difference. So, no, we've been very fortunate the last week and touch where we can uh, continue that over the next few
0: weeks. The problem with it now, Danny, it appears as though uh, no-one's safe anymore from getting it a second time. Uh, there's so many people that I know that have that have got it a second time, so this is just ongoing.
1: Yeah, it is. And we had Kitty Coleman who got it for the second time, So, and I think... On the weekend, the doggies in St Kilda had a few players out from their club, and I was talking to the Giants footy manager, and they had a few staff get it. So it's around, and it'll get around in most clubs. It's, um, but anyway, we just got to protect ourselves at this club, and yeah, the second time around, it's happening at the minute. So yeah, we've got to be careful about it all.
2: Lots uh, been made about uh, young Jack Ginnivan there from the pies and his ability to to win free kicks by ducking and now it's as if he's not getting paid free kicks do, do you boys talk to your players about any of the ducking that goes on Danny or is that just left to the own player
1: no nah, just left to the own player we had Reese Matheson who went through a bit of a similar stage last year so we just had to have a bit of a chat with him about uh, you know not taking it too far and milking it too much because the umpires uh, won't end up paying the free like play the ball and play it hard and if you lower and that gets you around the neck, you get rewarded, but don't go looking for it all the time. Um, I feel a bit sorry for the umpires because they're caught in a 50-50 situation of what to do. So um, I'm sure, you know, Craig McRae's talking to Jack quite a lot, but um, we don't necessarily talk to our players too much, just um, the players that potentially might do it.
0: He he stands out too, doesn't he, with his hair and the way he plays. I mean, he's burst onto the scene in the last six or eight weeks and he's a name on everybody's lips, probably puts more focus on him as well.
1: No doubt. And I saw a couple on the weekend. He probably should have been paid a free kick. But as I said, the umpires are calling the 50-50. But he probably needs to go back to his black hair and maybe wear short sleeve guernsey and just be like a normal player when he'll probably get the freeze. I don't know. But, yeah, it's an interesting topic of discussion at the minute.
2: Well, Saturday night at the Gabba, it's a Q clash. It really is going to be a decent one. As Jared said, Danny... The Suns coming off a loss that they were really not happy with. So, hopefully, a lot of Suns fans will travel to Brisbane and we have a massive crowd there.
1: Yeah, it'd be great. Um, More importantly, all our members and supporters get there and and cheer us on because, um, yeah, if we can get the win this week, we're definitely playing finals because I think you need 13 wins to play finals and it helps us with our top four aspirations. So, uh, yeah, many we can get along there would be great for everyone.
2: You've done very well. You've made Reese Mat- Matheson very happy this morning, Danny. He would have been listening in to find out that he is playing this weekend in the Q Clash as well. No, I
1: think Reese Gibb is sound asleep in bed, mate. No, Reese. He's probably, he's probably still an hour and a half away from, uh, from rising, I reckon.
2: <laughs> good on you, Danny. We'll chat next week, mate. Thanks, boys. Have a good week.